I didn't want to be in a position where I could fall again because the challenges that I was working through and walking through, I would not ever want to have to go through again. And if that meant never writing again, I was signed up for that. From Outside Magazine, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a bike racer learns how to live with his monsters. After this. Hi, I'm Ben Frederick, or Benjamin if I'm in trouble. I currently live in San Francisco, California, but I spent a lot of my early adulthood living up and down the East Coast. It was August 2016 in Western Massachusetts. I was riding a bike as my job and in the pursuit of making it as a professional cyclist. The, the sport that I focus on is cyclocross. It's kind of like a mixture of road cycling and mountain biking and cross-country running and obstacle course racing. Two weeks before what was supposed to be my best season ever, where I had support from industry sponsors and travel lined up. I was riding and in between intervals, transitioning from one trail to the next and a very innocuous section of trail that 99 times out of 100 I could ride by without even thinking about it, caught my front wheel. So I tumbled off my bike. The way I landed, my helmet hit the soft dirt and sand. There was no bounce, there was no slide. All of that energy went straight into the ground. Just impact. It was just a very freak accident. I kind of sat there took a moment, was cognizant of the fact that like I hit my head pretty hard, but started riding again because I had to get through my intervals because the season was coming. After a few minutes, I could kind of tell something was off. I, I called my girlfriend at the time and asked her for a pickup. Did a quick search of Google to see what you do if you think you have a concussion and saw that, you know, don't look at screens, sit in a dark room. The rest of the day, I tried being really relaxed. The next day, I, I tried to go out to breakfast with some friends, and I just felt really overwhelmed, just really off. The slightest music or screens or sunlight would just exhaust me to the point where I, I could just barely function. And so I ended up going to the emergency room and getting some scans done, only to be told that I got a concussion. And the doctor gave me a, a week off of work and sent me on my way. I ended up staying more or less in the dark room of my bedroom for four months after that. The recovery process was was really slow, and so I had to begrudgingly embrace the fact that there might not ever be back to normal. I had to learn how to read again. I didn't touch my bike for over a year and, and I didn't know if I wanted to. Part of what helped me cope was acknowledging 
Just like hard things are hard and it's okay that it's hard. After that like acute year-ish is when the mental health stuff kind of reared its head. I had to go to the hospital because of an eating disorder. I started seeing a therapist who specialized in brain injury and brain injury recovery. I felt like I had this big, scary monster in the closet that I couldn't control that was just overwhelming. In the beginning of the recovery process, I felt pretty alone because I had just moved to a new state, but then some local bike riders saw what I was going through on Facebook and reached out and simply just offered to come over for 15 minutes just so I didn't feel alone. And from there, an amazing core group of people banded together to where it was people signed up to give Ben a hug today, all the way up to a carpool to get me to my appointments in Boston. That really allowed me to start having hope or start seeing progress forward. I can still remember my first walk was to try to go to the bakery right when they opened so I wouldn't have to interact with people because that was still hard. And it was only a five-minute walk, but I remember there's a plant called sumac, and it was at the perfect time of year where this normally green plant was a vibrant red and orange and yellow, and it looked like a fire plant. I was able to fully appreciate that little moment of beauty where... Had I not had my brain injury, I either would have been on the road or riding my bike past it too fast to see or focused on 80 other things in a day. But my whole day was getting to the bakery and coming home. My world had shrunk to basically one square mile, but I was able to see every bit of that square mile. So... Fast forwarding six years, I'm riding my bike again. I went through some crazy downs and some crazy ups, and I'm at a place in my life where the bike is, is a big part of me and what I love to do. But the, the success story here is not, and then he rode his bike again. It's, he learned how to slow down. He learned how to have gratitude for every day. He, he learned perspective for what it means to exist as a human being. It made me learn empathy and ability to kind of meet people where they are in their darkest times because I had just gone through them and depending on the day would continue to go through them. Before my brain injury, I was all about trying to be the very best that I could be and everything was set up to help me. But now I'm trying to help others the way that I was helped. So I created the Small Monsters Project. And the whole goal is to raise awareness and destigmatize mental health issues. In recovery, my experience is that those big scary monsters don't go away. You have to live with them every single day. It's just how you interact with them that changes. And the more you're willing to look at them and live with them, the amount of power they have goes away. And so they end up becoming small monsters that you live with every single day. And so I have a, a cycling jersey that I ride in that has my small monsters with me for everyone to see. And it's if they're out there, 
they're not as big and they're not as scary. Ben Frederick is a single-speed cyclocross national champion. He works with the nonprofit Love Your Brain and is the founder of the smallmonstersproject.com. This story was produced by Stephanie Aguilar. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.